Spanish Girl But I think you've also talked about like there are lots of families that have received that kind of inheritance and then they fritter it. Fritter? 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 Fritter it. We fritter oh, it. <laughs> fritter it away. Yeah. Frittering it. Yeah, you made up a new word, frivering. Frivering. <laughs> Welcome back, rich girls and boys, to the Rich Girl Roundup weekly discussion of the Money with Katie show. I'm your host, Katie Gaddy Tossan, and every Monday morning, we will dig into an interesting money discussion. Here's a quick message from the sponsors of this segment. Before we get into it, this week's upcoming main episode is our updated How to Travel for Free breakdown. So it's like our travel rewards deep dive for 2023 featuring a former The Points Guy senior editor. So we basically brought in the big guns and said, how about we fact check our strategy here and see how it's evolved? So I'm excited. I know Henna's excited. Um, okay, on to the roundup. Henna, how you doing? Good. I was dealing with some health issues, but I feel like those are getting resolved. So I feel like I have a new lease on life. How are you? You're going out of town next week. Yeah, I am. No, I'm excited. Um, I also didn't sleep very well last night. I, oh, no. I drank like a lot of caffeine yesterday and it, I just could not fall asleep. And then today I was trying to write a blog post earlier and I was just staring at the document. Like, I feel like none of the words that are coming out of my brain right now make any sense. So we'll see how this goes. Everyone bear with it's me. It's like the uh, the life-size movie where Tyra Banks is the yeah. model. She's just clicking, but nothing is showing up on screen. <laughs> like the smile plastered on your face. Okay. <laughs> do you want to read this week's question? Sure. Um, it's from Nicole M. And their question is, what should I do with an inheritance? And I've never had an inheritance or gotten one, at least not yet. But Katie, I think we could talk about the brass tacks of how inheritances work, because I'm mm -hmm. not really sure. But then we could talk about the fun parts of what you would do with it after. So yes. I'm going to kick it to you to start. Okay, cool. Well, yes, I also have never gotten an inheritance. But I do know that inheritances come with a few tax bennies. So first and foremost, there is this like step up in cost basis, which is a fancy way of saying that Normally, when you sell an investment, you're going to pay capital gains taxes on the amount above the price that you paid for it, like your cost basis. But if someone passes away and you inherit part or all of their estate, the cost basis rises to the value at the time of their death. So mm. all that to say, it's unlikely that you would owe taxes on your inheritance for that reason, unless it's above and beyond, like somewhere in the ballpark of $13 million, which in that case, oh. you know, you probably, you don't even really need to be listening to this episode because you've got more <laughs> money than you know what to do with. So it doesn't really matter what you do with it. You have more money than God. Exactly. Like, I don't know the ins and outs of a state law. So I'm sure there are some nuances here that I have not covered, but that's generally the way it goes down. So my thought is this, and this might be a boring answer, so I'm sorry, but I don't think this is really a question about what to do with an inheritance specifically. I think it's more of a question about how am I treating new and unexpected income in general? Because an mm. inheritance is, it's really just another form of income, right? So I think for me personally, I just think about this like a financial operating system in your life. How are you routing the 
current incoming funds you have. There's probably some hierarchy of priorities that you have based on your right. situation. So whether that's paying down high interest debt or you know, funding a cash cushion or funding short-term savings or long-term investments. Even if you don't have a plan consciously in place, you're probably like prioritizing in these ways without even realizing it. So I almost think about it like, okay, you're just putting a lot of money in the top of the system and it's funneling through. You kind of just treat it the same way you treat other income. It's giving me Plinko vibes, you know yes, that game? That, that's yeah. the game that I could not think of when I was thinking about this. Yes, exactly. Really? <laughs> Yeah, it's like you set up your thing and then you just, it's like, it doesn't matter where it's coming from. You're just treating yeah. it all the same way. So that's kind of my thought. I think that that's interesting because you also just talked about in an episode, like treading lightly on unexpected income until yeah. it's actually in your pocket. And that's a huge thing for me. I don't know, you could run out of the funds that you're expecting to get or like your family could before it even gets to you. Or like if you try to like earmark money before you have it. I feel like it does kind of set you up for disappointment if things don't work out. It's also funny, like I've definitely talked to people that have been like, I'm not saving for retirement because I'm going to inherit money from my parents. And I'm Same. like, that's a gamble, bro. Like that is a yeah. gamble. You don't know what's going to happen between now and then. I mean, exactly. I hope it all works out, but it's just, it feels scary to like plan on something that's decades away and kind of not, put a backup, a contingency plan in place. Totally. I mean, I think we're two very type A people. So Where's this, my plan this X? This is right over. Plan Alex. X is missing. I need a plan Z, yeah. one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> I think it's exciting in the sense of like, you're building the generational wealth. But I think you've also talked about like, there are lots of families that have received that kind of inheritance and then they fritter it. Fritter? 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 Fritter it. We fritter oh, it. <laughs> fritter it away within like one or two generations, right? I mean, I'm yeah. talking like millions of dollars, but like you kind of have to be careful not to just get the money and then be like, I'm going on a shopping spree because mm -hmm. just because you have it, maybe you shouldn't spend it all at Immediately once. scaling up everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, okay, let's play a hypothetical then. Okay. Maybe not an inheritance, but let's say that you come into a large sum of money. Maybe it is a lottery. Like, what are you going to do? Okay, so I've actually thought about this a ton <laughs> because uh, it's never happened to me, obviously. But my family has asked this question in like a dinner setting. We were like, okay, what would you do if you won the lottery? And everybody made fun of me because my answer was like too practical. Like my cousins were like, I would buy a fully staffed yacht and like sail around the world and I would go on a spaceship. And I was like, okay, so first... I would set aside some for my future and then I would stash some away for like my family. And it was like a very detailed plan. So I'll give you the TLDR, which is if I had any high interest debt, I would pay that off. Mm. I would set some aside to invest over the long term because I work here and I've been taught, you know, that's what you got to do. And obviously, depending on what's left, like I want to think about what are the big ticket items that I'm probably going to want to account for in the future. So like, mm my dream home or like renovations? What if I want a vacation home? What if I want a car? Like like bulk purchases that I yeah. want to save for. And then if I have any money left over after that, um, I'd probably treat myself to a bunch of like vacations and experiences. I would love to like support my family and friends, like gifting my parents a luxury vacation or like helping friends who are going through a hard time if they need it. And then I'd probably become like an, an angel investor and like a philanthropist. That was my answer. You stole my answer. I'm sorry. I mean, I did work in social. 
No, I don't want to be a philanthropist. I want to be an angel investor. <laughs> well, because like I think there's angel investors who are focused on social enterprises. So I would want to do a good cause. Yeah. But I want to be like the Mackenzie Scott of the lottery ticket winners. So, like, hit me with some percentages, because we just, you basically just named all of these very upstanding, wholesome things. I'm like, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. How much are you investing for the, I give you $5 million. How much are you investing and how much are you putting toward all this other stuff? Okay, $5 million was less than I was expecting for a lottery (laughs) winning. Okay, $10 million. Okay, I was thinking, like, $50 million, like, something that was so, like, that's why I said like it was be so high that you know you, you don't ever really run out of money okay 10 million even at that point dude you wouldn't even have to put money away like you could just buy your 20 million dollar house set everyone else up for life sure. like you wouldn't even have to really have a plan I don't know because then you have the like do you take it all in bulk or do you do the like partial payments over 20 years I don't know but anyway if it's only 10 million dollars not only if anyone wants to gift me only, only. $10 million, I'll take it. Um, I'd probably set aside like two to three million for myself and my family, probably like two or three million for the future. And then I'd probably give away like two or three million and then see what's left after that. Okay. Okay. Got you. So you're going like 33% chunks, 20 to 30% chunks yeah, for each of these things. I've never had to actually decide. So I guess for now, but what, what would you do? So I feel like the things that you listed, I would do a lot of the same, but I think my priority is like the opposite. So I think Mm. first, I think I would want to, because one thing that I'm really interested in is investing in private companies and angel investing in like riskier ventures, not venture Mm. capital, not that model, but I have friends that have started companies or I know people that are starting companies. And like, I just think it'd be so cool to invest tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars in what they're doing, because obviously that in itself is kind of like a lottery ticket. It could really pay off. And like worst case scenario, you're supporting a friend, but I don't feel like I'm in a position yet where I could do that. Like I can't be willy nilly investing thousands and thousands of dollars in things that are still a little bit risky. But I think that that would be the situation wherein I would. There'd probably be some changes in how I run this business and how often we produce things, suddenly money was no object. I definitely think that we'd probably produce things a little bit less or we would like take bigger risks with the types of things we were doing because it wouldn't, we wouldn't really need sponsors. You know what I mean? So I think that that would be kind of interesting. I think that I would want to take on more projects that are unlikely to earn money, which is not really my current approach where right now I'm like, okay, what is the highest leverage use of my time? Where if you have, if money's no object, you can like totally work on whatever you want to. Tell me more about that. Like what's an example? Like... I want to write a book, right? And so, Mm -hmm. but if I'm going to spend the hours writing a book, well, it probably needs to be a book that's going to sell to a big publisher versus Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm really interested in this one obscure thing and we're going to self-fund a documentary about it. It's like, well, that wouldn't make any sense in our current business environment or like the position we're in now. But I just think working on things that you're just interested in as opposed to things that have to make business sense would be really cool. Yeah, you get that kind of flexibility that you don't have to worry about. Like if it bombs, then 
Totally. That's okay. And that's the thing is like it enables you to take business risks that so I guess that's like the theme of my answer. And then last year I took my friends on a vacation and it was really, really fun. And I think I would want to do that, but a lot more often and mm. like pay for everything for everybody. Like I think that would just be so cool. And then I also my last thing you mentioned like a vacation home. I actually think I'm gonna like even if I won the lottery, I would continue renting. Because I just love the wow. flexibility that renting gives you and that you can like, you can rent really cool places in different cities. And I think that I would mm. probably just want to have like different leases in different cities where it's like, oh, my like apartment in New York, my apartment in Copenhagen. Okay, like, oh, T-Swift. we're going to go here. Yeah, right. Exactly. Except she buys them all because she is, <laughs> she's a billionaire. But so that would be, I think, my Off-brand T-Swift. <laughs> Kroger brand, Taylor Kroger Swift. brand. <laughs> which can we just for a second the fact that my advice was like i don't know put it into long-term savings and i'm like well first i'd get my apartment in copenhagen <laughs> do as i say not as i do if you have god money like you don't really have to care about all of that kind of stuff yeah. <laughs> but i think i would probably like buy a vacation home in like tuscany italy or something yeah. like something that is so I don't know, out in the middle of nowhere, no one can bother me. That was the other thing with winning the lottery is like, I don't think I would tell anybody. I mean, I'm sure it would kind of become obvious <laughs> at a certain point. But like, there's People no way like, to tell why does have a G-Wagon now? <laughs> why do I have a PJ taking me to Vegas for the weekend? No, but like, I've just seen too many horror stories of people coming out of the woodwork once you win something. And so there yeah. is absolutely no way that I would tell more than you know, I actually like I got into a fight with my best friend about this because she told me if she won, she wouldn't tell me. And I was like, You would have been one of the only people I call and you wouldn't even tell me. So this we got into one of my favorite things is when you make up a hypothetical that hurts your own feelings. Like yes, you you get into a real fight about a hypothetical situation. But okay. you and I have done that too, so it's fine. Um <laughs> Anyway, inheritance or not, lottery or not, I feel like you have a lot of options, but you got to yeah. like, I think there's a balance between <laughs> spending frivolously, frittering it away. And yeah, you made up a new word, frivering. Friv Just frivering. The, the conclusion today is don't fiver your inheritance Friver. away. And that's all for this week's Rich Girl <laughs> Roundup. We will see you on Wednesday to chat about travel rewards. Hey, I'm so excited. See you then. 